0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Ben, we're on today's <laughs> guest. We've got Lisa Mafia. How are you, Lisa?
0: I'm really well, thank you. It's good to see you. And you? It's been I a long time
1: coming to get this interview happening. It really is. No, yeah. Honestly, that, it
0: really is. Thank you.
1: Phenomenal career. So solid crew. Kind of put the, a lot of people on the map. Mm. Some ma- mega names coming from yourself. Mm. Harvey. Mm-hmm. Ash. Mm-hmm. Um, Romeo. Romeo. Handsome bastards, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, they are good-looking boys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Phenomenal for coming from the streets of London to then getting the recognition, winning awards all mm-hmm. over, mobiles, Brits. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Fair play, yeah.
0: It, it's been good. It has been good. But a lot of the names and faces that were made from there were, had this stigma for many years that was that it didn't allow us to be exactly who we needed to be to be more successful. I feel like it's nowadays that we've kind of made that pioneer status for ourselves because the music itself has it's lasted forever. 21 years to be attacked. And it was 21 just
1: seconds to 21
0: seconds, yeah. Is it 20 years or 20? Tw- I think it's 20 or 21 years in and 2021. That's, is that
1: that's three times platinum?
0: Yeah. Well, I think we're four now.
1: So is yeah. that, what well, is platinum every million?
0: A million, yeah. So that's four yeah. million. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Well, the last one I saw was 2.6 million, but it said above, to, more than 2.6 million. So I think it's about three... Million four million. Yeah,
1: now. we'll touch on so solid crew later on in the interview. Obviously, you were the only
0: mm.
1: girl in the band at the start, <laughs> yeah. and uh, phenomenal to do that, especially be surrounded with so many alpha males. Mm. Um, you're an OG in the game, even though you're still looking very young.
0: Yeah, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, always go back
1: to the start of my guests, yeah. where you grew up and how it all began.
0: I grew up in Brixton whilst the boys were all in Battersea. But being a little tearaway tomboy that I was. I spent a lot of my time with the boys in Battersea because I just, ca- I came with, you know, the funniest thing is one of my best mates, I, end- I was best friends with her, hence why I even met So Solid, but I ended up with them on my own because I was always that tomboy. I was always the one that, you know, got on the back of the stolen bikes and got in the, you know, got in a little bit of trouble with the lads. The girls weren't on what I was on. So I found myself always end up with the boys and I think that's probably why I ended up with So Solid.
1: How was your schooling?
0: Uh, I was wicked in primary school, such a good kid, such a wonderful kid, but I was bullied. And when I got to secondary school, you know, when you have that, that thing, I just had that thing, I'm not having it. So anyone who, who's anyone says anything to me, I'm going to just go for him. And uh, I think that's, uh, that affected school. Badly. Who's your
1: parents? Is your, your dad as Jamaican? Your mum's half Italian. Italian? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We are, we've got Sicilian, we've got Turin, we're British, we've got Scottish, we've got everything in us. Yeah, got the <laughs> Scots, <laughs> they've got blood oh, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a bit of yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. How was
1: your upbringing with them?
0: Mum, I mean, my mum, my dad wasn't around. My dad wasn't around much. And when he did, um, the last memory I have of my dad actually face to face in my house. Um he came and I remember thinking, shit, I ain't going, he's not taking me. And I was crying upstairs and me and my, it was me and my sister and my mom in that house. And when I was upstairs, I said to my sister, don't let him take me, don't let him. Cause I just thought this this person that's supposed to be my dad that I don't know is come to take me and I'm not having it <laughs> and feeling so traumatized with it. I begged my sister and my sister's 18 months older than me begged her please don't let him take me down. she said don't worry i'm not gonna let him take you i was like hallelujah my sister's gonna save me and um my i could hear my mom talking to my dad and his friend that was in the front room downstairs and i came i came downstairs and i just i i peeked around the corner and he, he was like come in come and say hello to your dad and i was like looking at him like hell no and i feel like where i was so traumatized and so worried my nose started bleeding and instead of coming in the room and saying hello and getting my mum's help, I wiped my blood down the doorframe because I just didn't want to go in there. It was like, I don't know this man and he's going to take me. And, I, and I, I, it was just that fear in me. I think that's why my nose started bleeding. And um and my mum said, oh, God, her nose is bleeding. I said, oh, look, you're worrying her. You need to go. The relief in me that my mum was saying, you need to get out, said leave her alone, it was like, oh, my God, thank God, I don't have to go with this man. And... um. Then once go like then once he was gone and he came back again to take me take me out for the day out to get to know me. Um, I said I'm not going unless my big sister goes with me. And uh, and and she agreed to go with me. And we went out for this day out. And I just remember just sticking like glue to my sister the whole day, thinking I am not getting left with this man, this person. And that person was my dad. And I just couldn't. Couldn't get used to it. Yeah,
1: no bond, no connection. No, none at all. Do you think that's why you became more surrounded with the boys kinda for father figure?
0: Do you know what I was thinking about it and as soon as I as soon as I agreed to do this interview, my assistant was like, you you gotta do this platform, it's brilliant. And as soon as I thought about it, I was thinking about how deep I'm gonna go, how much I want to express, how much I wanna share. Um and it starts to bring up old things and you start thinking about why you like you are and is thinking about what i wanted to share on this platform it made me think about who i am it was like a therapy session a bit <laughs> yeah. and you start going delving into who you are and why you do things and you might be right but not having a father figure around i never actually thought that but not having a father figure around might be the reason i was so tomboy to stay in with the boys so that i had that male figure around you know
1: yeah but it did not do you any harm it did not do you any harm.
0: <laughs> I, think, I, I think it did in, this, in a way because I didn't get to bond with any girls and I didn't get advice from girls. It was all very Mal, you know, testosterone. Yeah. It's tough, rah, you know. <laughs> the shit I've seen as a teenager on my run up to So Solid, through So Solid and into my adulthood, I, some of the shit I've seen, I shouldn't have seen. What have you seen? Too much.
1: Murder. Stabbings, violence, hmm. a lot of shit. Yeah. And, ever- and it's
0: been from people, people that were my closest, you know, things that have happened to me. Not saying that I, anything abusive would happen to me as a child, but I did see things when I was a kid that I feel I made acceptable to then to, 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 to cope with it, to cope with that. And then you, and then you, I think then when you cope with that, when you go into your relationships and you go into and you see things or feel things from a partner or from your friends or see stabbings right in your face. I find I made all of that acceptable because I saw it when I was a kid. So it was like...
1: So it became the norm for you? It's the norm. You're in abusive relationships yourself. Mm, Yeah. So you accepted that as if it was normal because you'd seen it all your life? Yeah,
0: I feel like... I think narcissism lived in all of my relationships. Um, I've only actually had three... Four relationships. I've had a, you know, a bond with someone that, you know, I didn't really feel was a relationship. But the other, I've had three relationships and that was from 13 years old.
1: Have you uh, ever been in love?
0: Yeah, I think oh, I think I loved all of them. <laughs> I honestly... Yeah. But, comes, you know, but there, but there don't comes know, a
1: difference d- between lust and love where... I don't know, again, know now yeah. if
0: I know what love is because how could I... Say it's love for these yeah. shit relationships that they abuse you mentally or they abuse you. You know what I mean? Like I just I don't I don't know if I know what love is to be honest.
1: Yeah, probably same. Like <laughs> if somebody loves you, then they should not harm you. Mm, so it's not really love. So you've just accepted that it's been normal. Maybe you've seen your mum going through that same shit. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it yeah. becomes it becomes the norm where you're getting treated like shit. But I always I kind of speak about it all the time the Stockholm syndrome is mm. when people keep going back to the misery because mm. they're, they're connected to it. The it's connection. not that they don't want, mm. it's just they feel like if somebody's been bad to you, then when they start being good, you're thinking, okay, they've changed. They're changed they and it's this. good yeah, and, so it's you, stronger, yeah. and it's stronger and it's because they
0: love you. You start making all excuses to, shit, you just don't, on an order, day, you wouldn't be acceptable. And I sit there and tell my friends, don't, don't have that. Like, don't let him do that to you. Don't let him cheat on you and go back with him. Why are you going to get back with him? But you do it yourself when it's time, you know?
1: Did you get treated well from been in the boys at such a young age, or you try to be a boy, boys yeah. to yourself and kind of rebel.
0: So when I was growing up, I I became one of the boys. Like I was the girl in the boy, like with the boys. So no one went to sleep with me. No one wanted to make that sort of connection with me because I was so boyish. It was like being one of the boys, and I made sure it was that way because I watched a lot of the girls around me. Um, getting into sexual relationships growing up and it wasn't turning out right for them, it wasn't good for them. But then I craved, my sister had a baby really young and younger than me. And um, in my household, it became, I became that other person. It was my mum and her boyfriend. It was my sister and her boyfriend and her baby and then me. So I felt like that middle child, you know, like you need to get, I needed to get out of there and I needed to find my own sort of lane, my own sort of place. And um, I couldn't wait to get out. So when I ended up with all the team of the boys, I was well protected. And I felt like I was looking for that a bit. Family? Yeah, a new family. But the girls were bitchy. I watched the girls going, like wanting to sleep with all the boys because we was of that but age. But were you
1: protect and protective over them as well though? Nah. nah. Because
0: I was one of the lads. I don't know if you understand. Like, I nah. was one yeah, of the boys. Yeah, were you protective over
1: the boys though? When girls nah. try to sleep with them?
0: No, 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 no. Nah, left them to it. <laughs> I used to be like, "Girl, watch out!" Like, yeah, she's she's kind of yeah, she's kind of pretty, and guess what? She's not a slag. I used to give them the insight mm. of who they were, you know.
1: How many was in this group at this time in your teenage years?
0: Oh, before So Solid. Yeah. Oh wow, there were so many. <laughs> like, I don't know if I can really count So Solid. Mm-hmm. I can't because there was so m- we had everything in house. So. There was a lot. There
1: was From that big. young age? Because I, I, obviously yeah, yeah. the ones I mentioned earlier the There, is there the were ones some I'm that all... didn't
0: make So Solid, you mm-hmm. know? Who picked? I think it just fell into place. Whoever was the sickest, you know? Mm-hmm. Whoever, whoever came forward with something to contribute to So Solid. And the, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. But the 10 artists, like, not including Oxide and Trino, the 10 artists is what, everyone knows and they are the artists from the very beginning to the end But mm. so there were them, others <laughs> you feel
1: pregnant at 17 how was that were you thinking i well,
0: was i was desperate to get pregnant did you? yeah because it, i knew that was a way out mm-hmm. i knew that was a way out of me being feeling like like the loose end in my own house you know um It helped me get a place. It helped me find myself and who I was. I was a lot... I know a lot of people I say you think you was, but I was actually really grown at 17. I, like, I was really grown. I left school a little bit early because I was bullied. And I went into college and done my GCSEs, an art and design and photography diploma. I was in work. um, I was working two jobs. I was going singing school. I was starting so solid. There was so much going on that when I got pregnant, it was like... Doesn't matter. I'll be yeah. right.
1: But you are working so hard at a young age. Do you think you are running away from something? Yeah, from keep... my
0: for my home life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Was it tough in there?
0: It wasn't tough. It was wicked. My mum. My mum was the best mum. Like she really took time out for her girls. She didn't go work. She worked from home. She she got us everything we wanted. That we was never ever you know that hard up. My mum made us learn. Taught us how to save. Taught us how to be as women to respect ourselves. But there was that connection missing where I didn't feel needed. And I'm a Gemini, so I need all the attention. You bastards.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Give me <laughs> all. <laughs> so, how did, um, when you fell pregnant and you had your daughter, mm. how did, what happened with your life then? Did you realize that you getting into the music industry? How did that come about? Because before 21 Seconds, you'd already had a top 10 hit, is that right?
0: Yeah, we had, we had oh no, sentimental mm-hmm. things. And unfortunately, we had a record label that weren't not unexperienced, but they made a mistake by putting too many versions of our single on the record and that made it go into the album charts. But we, it wasn't an album, it was one track and it was loads of different versions and remixes. So we didn't chart, but we sold a we sold ridiculous amount of, of records on that first. How old were you? 19. Uh,
1: so how did you juggle that then? Starting to get put into the limelight with your daughter, working so, jobs?
0: Um. So at first it was like, I was still working. I was still working in an offer license and I took a job in an offer license in Loughborough Junction because I didn't want to go work and leave my baby. So I, I could get to take her to work with me every day. She used to come and work with me in, this, in the offer license. So I took that job and I had that for two years. And it was only until the, my status of so solid was getting bigger and bigger. People were coming in like, wait, ain't you Lisa? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, what are you doing in here? But my status was getting bigger than who, my pocket. I was still doing my little social security stuff and doing my little hustle. And uh, like, I didn't have the money. I didn't have the money. I had a bad relationship with Chelsea's dad. So I was on my own and trying to work, trying to do so solid. The boys were getting paid way before me because they were MC and I went on that NCC, and I came as a singer. So I I was like working in this offer license for about, I don't know, 150 a week. It was ridiculous money, but it was to help me get out of my situation. And at that time I didn't really, and I never ever thought I'd be a musician. I never ever went into into that studio that day to record, oh no, and thought I'm gonna be famous. I just done it because they asked me to do it. And that's typical me, humanitarian. Mm. Do what you, you know, help out. And um, it just ended up being it like you really changed my but life. But that's
1: all about the chances in life like if because the the vision's not there, yeah. But it's when you actually do something, yeah, yeah, it opens other doors and then the yeah. stronger visions come and you go, wait a minute, fuck me, I can't believe that just happened. But if you took the day off there, your life would be totally different. Mm. It's unbelievable. But the shit I've
0: made what I've made what I've come through i think to myself how 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 am i this lucky like how have i ended up here like no plan no nothing and gone through something so horrific and then gone shit this is good like i knew something must have been coming what good, was it
1: even through horrific
0: just things just like there's so many things there's it's this interview that's actually unlocked a, a lot you of see it already thoughts. seem emotional Ah. Huh?
1: you already seem quite emotional
0: I, oh no, I'm, I'm emotional because um, we lost yet another person to Corona today and I am, um, I just, I feel a little bit like, a bit more like,
1: yeah, and I've been thinking about, huh? yeah. yeah,
0: thank you. Yeah. I, I, I think about, I mean, it's this interview, honestly, because it's a platform to share and I, and I, being a humanitarian,
1: mm-hmm. I'm like, help the world. But a lot of people take inspiration from it because you were pioneers of the game and the hip hop mm. game and from Boys From The Street. Mm because 21 seconds everybody that sings in that they sing for 21 seconds they do <laughs> I, I didn't know that what? I did not know that I didn't know that until like two days ago did you know My Real
0: mm-hmm. Name's Mafia yeah oh you
1: did yeah did you yeah, 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 right? yeah yeah I'm not it's that doing, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah you didn't know 21 yeah. seconds 21
1: I, seconds each <laughs> I didn't know that I did you not do. know that no shit yeah <laughs> yeah that's unbelievable
0: that's g-man that was g-man came up with that concept he was like one of the heads of so solid and he was the one that took the back seat and like done all the meetings for us none of us n- myself myself and most of so solid we all we was just dying to be musicians but we always all had a business sort of way of thinking um of getting ourselves where we needed to get ourselves on, on a hustle yeah and but you G-man. must have had a breadhead
1: then mm-hmm. because you were already working two jobs. you were mm. already hustling.
0: Yeah, I mean, no one... I, I mean, I didn't become Lisa Mafia because... I mean, So Solid Lisa Mafia mm-hmm. because of just me. It was everyone else's talent that has... The same as anyone in So Solid. Our contribution to So Solid has made So Solid. Um but I, Lisa Mafia became Lisa Mafia because I had everyone there to encourage me to be this Lisa Mafia. But I always had a business hustle because I was born into hustling. My mum was a hustler.
1: Yeah. So how did that song come about? Then you're saying G-Man's that the guy? Do you have a yeah, relationship the, with him?
0: Yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 I did. How um, did that affect that? Uh, not we were co- we were good because we knew each other from 13 years old. The same as I knew also, sorry, from 12, 13 years old. But um, yeah, it didn't affect, so sorry. He was a bit jealous though, G-Man, G-Man, sorry, mate. (laughs) (laughs) He was a little bit of a, a, a little bit jealous guy. Like he would be like, why are you standing there chatting to everyone? Well, I'm over there. I'm like, sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that came with the status. Like the bigger I was getting, the more attention, the more, attention, mm-hmm. the more it must've been difficult for him because we were young, shit. We were so young.
1: And it was him that came up with 21 seconds?
0: Yeah, he's a G. That G man is a G. He, <laughs> he changed, changed lives for <laughs> that track. He really did. How
1: did he pick who was going to sing in it?
0: No, so what happened is, Oh No got so big on the like, underground um, that G was like, how are we going to get the rest of these damn artists all out at the same time? Like we need to get everyone out there in one bang. How, how are we going to do that? So he broke up because when you're doing a record, it's three, is it three, three minutes something or two minutes something? Whatever it was, he worked out that with 21 bars, 21 seconds of bars each, we could all get on this fucking record. So he was like, that was like, we like, what an mm-hmm. absolute genius. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we did it. Thinking it outside worked. the box,
1: man. I don't <laughs> yeah. think it's ever been done with so many people no, singing on no. a record.
0: I think, I think, I think it has, but not that many people. Yeah. In a perfect sequence, you know. So, how,
1: see when you've done it, did yeah. you think we've got a banger here? Or are just, <laughs> are we just going with the flow
0: I don't know if maybe some of the boys did. I didn't because did I, I didn't really think any of the records that we were making were <laughs> going to be anything. <laughs> I just never really thought anything about anything. I just was like kind of going, going with the flow.
1: And when did, see when it popped, what, what, what was her life like then? How hard was that? Or was that easy?
0: I was thinking about this last night, like, was it easy? Nah, because even like my, I think like now I think back and I'm wiser and got a business head and know how shit goes and shouldn't go. Um, and think back of who helped, who didn't. To be honest, I kind of would have been better off with someone else backing me, someone else looking after me, because my management was the same management as So Solid. So whilst I was in So Solid, it was fine, but I didn't really get shit out of being just in So Solid. It was until, not until I went solo, then I started getting paid from So Solid and as a solo artist, because I had my own thing going on and I was contributing to this big old you know drama that we were making where when i was in so solid management was exactly the same so sorry when i came out and and was on solo when i was a solo artist my management and so solid management is the same so it's conflict of interest so anything i actually wanted to do was asked by so solid if it worked for everyone so all the shit that so solid went through kind of became my shit on my solo career you know so when i do reflect back I think I would have had more success by being a solo artist with somebody else over there doing my thing, a bit like Romeo did. He was like separate.
1: Mm-hmm. That can be a difficult thing, especially it's good when everybody's working at the start and it's a team and it's fresh mm. and it's new. Mm. But then the more people, the more problems are assume because yeah. everybody's got different ideas, different visions, wanting more money. They deserve this. Did that become a hindrance then? Because yeah, there was so many did. people involved.
0: It kind of did because... No matter what I did, luckily, luckily, though, I, you know, I have to give thanks for this. And I was thinking about this again the other, a couple of days ago is that luckily for me, people, I would nice to people on the way up and on the way down. So I never really got that real bad backlash every time so solid up to some sort of shit, <laughs> you know, when they got up to something kind of I kind of got that put Lisa on the front cover, you know, use her, she'll soften the blow, <laughs> <laughs> that angelic face. Yeah. Call her the angelic mm-hmm. voice, you know. My Nana, before she died, she saw me on the front of um, Evening Standard. She phoned my mum like, is Lisa dead Like Because it said so solid shooting and it was my face on the front of the cover, but they always used my face. So that it, it didn't look as bad and it mm. didn't seem as bad. And I was the one that sent, got sent to the interview. And because I weren't part of all the violent sides, I would go in there and like, I don't know, but they're really nice boys, <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> it would be me like, but they're really nice. You know, just the other day, they went and got me breakfast in the morning on tour and have a little giggle about it. And then the interview would be nice to me. And then a little nice story goes out. So in theory, it was tough. Lisa Mafia because Lisa Mafia was that only girl so that was the time I became that girl and I wasn't one of the lads anymore like they used me differently
1: yeah do you think a lot lot especially with becoming so successful there's so many people that was in so solo crew that are so talented Mm. do you think you were stereotyped as well for to have the gangster rap image instead of just letting them do their talent obviously the bad shit comes with that there's been bad shit that's happened but do you think a lot of pressure came on the boys that they had to, because when they got the gangster rap label, that they had to live up to their reputation?
0: Mm. I don't think the boys... I don't think the boys had a choice in a lot of shit that went down around so solid because unfortunately for them, our status was huge before our pocket. And then when our pocket got bigger we was all very much in the same area we never had that advice from anybody that come out of the hood like how we have where we could now advise people like get your money get the heck out of the hood and you know put your money into really good things where we were sitting on you know one point some million in the hood (laughs) we had tts and and all these expensive cars and diamond watches in the hood we because no one ever told us to we didn't think
1: invest in get
0: your mom get your get your sisters brothers get them out get your kids get them out get them out take them away where we just thought we'll stay in our community and we'll help where that's not the best place for you when you're on your rise you can help better from far away you know and we didn't have that advice
1: a lot of leeches then see the mm. see everything and then yeah the and that's where her. a lot of
0: it comes. i mean it wasn't that far away of all the trouble that we had they they a lot of people weren't strangers they were people
1: that we knew so has that become more difficult then? Hmm. To then, everybody's want a piece of you, but if you're being from the streets and the hood that you hmm. say, you try and help other people because you don't want to forget yourself. You don't,
0: Well, that's where... That's what hindered a lot of my solo career because I stayed very loyal to So Solid. I didn't go outside with outside writers. I didn't go and do any collaborations with anyone else. My management didn't help because, as I said, the conflicts of interest. Stay with So Solid. Let So Solid produce the album, produce this, write this. I didn't come into So Solid as a musician. I came in as a person that loved music and as a hobby, you know? So... It did hinder It did hinder a lot of my career and the boys because the boys didn't get to really experience much straight away, you know. The, but the, the things that we experienced at the beginning were all negative.
1: How was that in the press all the time, all negative press? Was it's just that draining. difficult? Is that-
0: Listen, I came to a club. I turned up at a club after the Astoria shooting and um, I turned up to a club in Watford, and they had metal detectors. It was my solo career gig. Just me. I used to roll with just a security and my DJ. So it was just us three. They got checked. You know, you used to have the record bags and stuff, right? So he, he, he went through, my DJ went through, my security were behind me. I had a skirt on, no lie. Back in the 90s, we had skirts that were that big, yeah? <laughs> they, they were tiny and a little see-through body suit thing on right so you could see everything the motherfuckers searched me it was that disrespect that they couldn't risk anything they they fucking searched me with nothing on i had no clothes on and that is where i saw that we were making so much noise and so many things were happening around me that it was hindering my career
1: Uh, do you think racism comes into play as well
0: Mm, people definitely. from the streets who are doing well for Most themselves. Definitely.
1: Listen, the press kill people. They fuck people over, but they yeah. also raise careers. Obviously, mm. if you get the right PRs and all mm. that shit. But kids from the streets, coming from the streets of London, flying. Mm. People not expecting it. Do you think? Right, we can fuck them over here as well.
0: Mm, definitely. I think. I think that's that's been a massive part of black music from the very beginning. Black music artists from from the very beginning.
1: Is that difficult then? did you ever want to? you know i
0: came from i came from a time where it was difficult to be mixed race like light-skinned people have come on the map since (laughs) like (laughs) to be light-skinned is a thing now back when i was young and starting out it was like you weren't black so you weren't accepted by the black and you got a white family and you weren't white because you're brown so i was like in the limbo i was like hey (laughs) like me Mm. do you know what i mean so yeah i just it's been tough. It's been a tough ride.
1: Because his career was just. When was the murder? Who was is it? Carol Morgan. Hmm? Was it? Who's Carol Morgan? Is that the boy who done the murder?
0: Carol Morgan. Carl Morgan
1: Yeah. Carl Morgan. CNS, so yeah, like yeah, who, he's
0: in, yeah. He's in. He's in jail for. I think he got thirty, 30 years. years.
1: When that was that when you were just popping off as well.
0: That was like kind of after though. That's like after the real big hype of So Solid. I think. Did that give us another wave
1: is? though? of hate and negativity
0: that actually were for a lot of people in the industry it was confirmation of what they said we were oh well there you go Mm -hmm. you know someone's been murdered it's that sort of attitude they hadn't looked at the case they probably didn't even think about the case they didn't think about who the person was whether he was actually so solid a prime person of, of so solid they didn't look at anything They didn't look at anything. They didn't care who Carl Morgan was, which is he's the most pure hired person you will ever meet. Pure, like so pure.
1: How did that affect your career?
0: Mm, Luckily for me, I was on a new wave by the time that unfortunately happened to Carl Morgan.
1: Because you went solo and you got the top mm. ten, number two straight away. Yes. No, Easy yeah. peasy. Yeah. <laughs> so were you thinking, were you trying to break away from it? Uh, no,
0: I didn't, I didn't break away from it. My management at the time said, this is how, this is how, this is how it was conflict of interest. Cause when So Solid started going down with so much stigma and I was the only one left, now management wanted to back me. Yeah. <laughs> now they're telling me to say, say you're not from So Solid in, you know, don't tell no one you're from So Solid. Tell them they had every headline saying, former So Solid all of a sudden. I'm like, who the fuck told them to say that? Cause I ain't former, I was there repping still. That is my crew. I'm not gonna be called former So Solid. And then management's in the background. Yes, you are. Because now So Solid can't be used. Now they want to use me better.
1: How hard is that in the music industry getting told what to do and say?
0: Well, you don't, you know what? It's a fucking life. Any musician stands there and says, management said I can't do that. Bollocks. Because they're, they're being paid by you. So you can actually do what the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So
1: people just making excuses. People use that. that like, shit.
0: they obviously, it's good to you sometimes, but don't let no one bullshit you. If that artist really wants to fucking do it, they're gonna do it. Yeah. Trust me. Unless it was just us because we were so solid. Because I know that we had creative control over everything that existed. So no, so they, management didn't do didn't tell me to do that. They did it. So they had access to all the press. They used to write the short bios. They used to dictate what's being said and where we use what and pulled the strings. So they would have said before my interview, headline would be Lisa Mafia, former so solid, okay. you know? So they, because they wanted to make sure they capitalized off a of Lisa Mafia, not so solid Lisa Mafia, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it, it was a- tough because on the other end, i would be like screaming So Solid and that then I, I wouldn't be allowed in certain things and do certain things because I wouldn't leave the name alone. Do you know what I mean?
1: Was there a lot of conflict between everybody when the money started coming in?
0: No, I mean, So Solid cut a check from Lisa Mafia when I got signed. Um, I paid So Solid through writing, production, so everyone got their little. If you worked, you got paid. You know, if you mm-hmm. didn't work, you didn't get paid. It yeah. Was so solid.
1: How was it going, winning Brit Awards and Mobiles? How was that feeling when you've nominated? There was so much because going you'd on because you've been nominated from mm. So Solid and Solo. Mm. Fucking easy, isn't it? Easy gig.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, Is it weird? those things are weird because, you, for me. I kind of like, I was excited by it, but I had so much going on in my life in general. I didn't really appreciate it as much as I do now. And at the time, I kind of like, I kind of like just thought, shit, this is, this is good, isn't it? Like, this must be good. This is, me. but you don't really register, it doesn't register at the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Is the boy, is it Ashley Walters? Uh-huh. what's his real name Ash D Ash was, was? As, as, is real yeah. name I thought he yeah. had another name no. who was in the 50 Cent film it's Ashley
0: um, D usually yeah, so sorry remember what. yeah and yeah. then
1: Get Rich or Die Trying and that Top Boy mm. phenomenal career man yeah, that yeah. kids it's, achieved and yeah, I used to hold so contact well. with you Ash. know
0: he started from like Grange Hill back yeah, in the day yeah. And, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and he's still on a new journey now he's doing like uh, there's loads of new ones that he's got Coming yeah, out see see
1: it's popping up in the sky.
0: Yeah, or, yeah, um, yeah. He's, got, constant. He's, he's covered over the mm. sky. He's got a hold of it own lock. You
1: must be buzzing then that, that people have st- are still kicking on and producing the goods from 20 yeah. years ago. I mean,
0: there's not many of us actually active in music. The, mo- the main two active on stage week in, week out before Corona, this damn pandemic, uh, was, is me and Romeo. We are like out there. like, be- But then that all came about because in So Solid, when it all got torn down with the bad press and stuff and we weren't allowed to go anywhere, do anything, I went on to being a solo artist and even that came to a stop. And the the label had put loads of money into other artists. They thought I would sell it, I would sell myself because of the success of So Solid and Lisa Matthews' beginning of a career. It didn't. And once the sale, they had spent so much money. I think my first video was like £280,000. It was ridiculous money back then. And they recoup all that off, of your, off your record sales. And obviously, when it ain't coming back in, they've got no budget left. So they don't want to promote anything else to sell the album. So when that started to affect Lisa Mafia, I decided, and remember the management that I had, they were all for it because they only had Lisa Mafia left now. It's so solid. No one else, no one wanted to touch. So when that started slowing down, I just refused. Again, my hustle nature kicked in. And I said, I'm not having this. So I got rid of my tour management. I got rid of my security. I had my boyfriend drive me up and down the country. Uh, I had him and his friends come with me so that I'd be all right. And I started collecting numbers and opened my own booking agency and started booking myself. And after a while of doing that, I became that girl on the on the club scene because everyone else out of garage had kind of been banned because of the stigma around garage music in general. So myself... I. I, I as normal, I don't ever want to do anything on my own. I like someone there. I've, I've realized I don't like doing it on my own. I like seeing success and unfolding success with someone. And, I, and me and Romeo were the two on the scene at the time. So we started going, I think it was, we first got together and made that Lisa Matthew Romeo duo in Magaluf. I think we yeah. did Magaluf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But me and Romeo were doing that alternative weeks, and we used to go Koz, Valaraki, all the islands, Malia, Zanti, Ionapa. We used to be going. I would go one week, and he would go the next week, and it was like that. We were chasing behind each other around all these islands island tour. And I am, um, and I, I, I we was on a show together once, and I said, Rones. Let's do this together. We could actually like, I've got all the numbers. Come we start doing this together, like and charge a little bit more, do a bigger set, because it's me and you solo career together plus the so solid music. Let's start doing this together and making like a like a, a proper like showcase almost. And it started to work. And then we started getting further afield, like the Dubai and Australia and all of the London gigs started to come back on because it was like shit this is the so solid feeling without all of so solid on stage where it's dangerous right now no one wants to do that the club will get locked off mm-hmm. so me and ramia started to take our lane together
1: how was it when you were booking out arenas but then they were getting closed down oh my god that was heartbreaking
0: because even myself i had financed a lot of raves um and started to get the gigs for myself and you know put the show on myself and do the lineup and everything um, and I would get to the day, we had something in St Albans in Batchwood Halls and it got to the day, there was probably about 1,500 people outside waiting 10 minutes before opening and we knew something was going to happen that day because the police had already called the club and said, listen, if you go ahead and something happens, we're revoking your license and they came to me and they said that, like, they're going to revoke our license and I said, listen, I'll pay, pay £1,700 for another 10 police or whatever it was and that should shut them up, right? And it was like, yeah, sure. So I paid this extra money to get these extra police down there, and they fucking locked it off ten minutes before opening. They just locked it off. They said, "No, nah, we had another death threat for Lisa Mafia." So I was like, "Who the? No one wants to fucking kill me if they did any of these stages I'm on. They could just come and get me." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think no that one. was just an
1: excuse to shut you down.
0: Yeah, because there was that risk. But there, there must was have been a fear that
1: people were getting shot. There
0: was that risk. There was that risk from other raves. There was that risk that people would come there to find someone else. That's into the garage scene. The garage scene was like today's grime scene. Like It was, it was massive. It, was, it still is as big. It's 20 years deep. And we're, we're no stranger to the sta- stage with the same music we made 21 years ago. Yeah. So it's not like... It, it was just known around the violence. So it didn't matter that it was a so solid rave and it didn't matter that they needed that excuse to, to shut the rave.
1: Did you ever feel like walking away then? And thinking, Oh my God, I've wanted this. to
0: walk. I've hit rock, bo- rock, rock bottom three times since the beginning of my career. Like zero money, not knowing what the fuck I'm gonna do. Started a nursing degree where it got that bad. I said to myself, you know what? I need, I want a career that means something. Um, and I don't want to work for no one. So I decided to start a nursing degree. Unfortunately, I didn't get to ever finish because music started again mm. and fucking brought me back again. I, <laughs> I was like, all oh, right, nursing degree, I'll come back to you. Uh, and I went back three times, I went back to that nursing degree. How hard
1: is it though to be getting smash hits to then in solo career mm-hmm. to then when things mm. start declining? How is that for an artist when you start getting all the negative hate from all the love? How difficult is that for someone to handle? Especially coming from the streets, it's not been really media trained. And to getting all that pressure, and then thinking, "Fuck me, I need to find another path?" When really, the music is what you love. Being surrounded by people that you, you trust, because you say that you want to, you need somebody there. But that, for me, that means like a wee bit of abandonment issues. That you can't, you don't want to do mm. it alone. It's not mm. that because we all get fucking lonely, don't we? Especially for a young girl who's wanting, who's achieving big mm. things, and you've not got that father figure there. You're having to put your trust onto people that you don't know, whether that's mm. managers or people behind that. Mm. How hard was it though for? When things went down, a down, like a decline, when you said you were battling mentally, like, I
0: think I feel like I feel like the decline makes you who you are. So where the growth is, yeah, yeah. Like it's like it's where you find your strength when you're down, and even when I was up, I felt down at times, you know. So I feel like them lessons that you learn when you've had it all, being this one again, like being how I am has got me in so much shit because I want to help every time I'm up I'm like let me help you do that let me put your money let me pump some money into that for ya yeah? and watch someone else have that power with the money that I've made because I feel like I've had it easy you know so it's not that I like it down there but sometimes that place down there is where you learn something new about yourself
1: yeah that's the place where you'll find your inspiration, that's the place, because you're clearly a fighter, mm. even at the ages of 16, 17, working two jobs mm. to feed your kid, just mm. constantly pushing the boundaries. Even now you're still hustling. <laughs> even now you're still pushing the bar and, and want to be better. And like Everybody <laughs> hits lulls, everybody hits lows, but it's how you handle those lows that's going to make you kick on again. But you try to help everyone. I was the same constantly trying to help everyone, but the ones you help end up fucking you over anyway. Oh, man. And when your shit hits the fan, Nobody's to be I seen. just
0: feel like I choose All the wrong fucking people to help <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I choose All the rotten ones to
1: help Yeah but you'll get good karma for helping anyway No matter if it fucking comes back and bites you in the ass Can I have something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello? I'm still waiting for <laughs> it
0: like, I, Honestly I don't regret I have no regrets I feel like sometimes If you live with those gre- regrets is That's what is more damaging Than the actual scenario that's happened mm. I feel like just i I, everything's a lesson to me and i just feel like god only gives you the you know toughest things the the strongest people the toughest things to go through of
1: course but anybody that's come through the garage scene or the hip-hop scene would have done anything for half the career that you guys have had Mm. do you know what i mean you're still doing it so that's why I don't complain yeah you've got to look at the the positives
0: I've, i've i've seen half of the garage scene that are so sick like they and they haven't had the success that so solid has and and i can only give thanks that i have been in those positions with my boys from so solid that we made we made a life for ourselves you know and we were able to do that off the back of our talent like a talent i didn't even flip in no i had do you know I, didn't, <laughs> I I wanted to be yeah. a vet. an architect you know yeah. what i mean like it's only because i was I got screwed over in school that I didn't even think about a career, I just needed to survive. I had a baby at 17, a year after leaving school, I was like, I'm in survival mode. Like I grew up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and that growing up is uh, is who's made me today. So it, what's made me today. And and luckily for me, I had a bunch of talented people that scooped me up right at, in the right time and, mm-hmm. and gave me a career.
1: In 2010, you got back together.
0: 2010 we got back together we done a our very first tour ever um which was sick like i, I don't even know how many people are there but it was um at the O2 they
1: yeah, sold out sold
0: you? out like three times over we had to put on a second a second date that i didn't go to um why uh, there were some disagreements uh and I'm my own boss uh, I, don't know. I the am the of fucking you. boss of myself. So, uh-huh. then disagreements, I, pu- I, I pull away. I do I do run my I do run my life and everything about me on emotion, and sometimes that's dangerous, and sometimes it's not. But I'm not gonna have anyone talk disrespectfully or treat me like shit. Do you know what I mean? But then I also it hurts when someone does, so I just run the other way. And rather than confront it sometimes when it's someone I really love I'll have your argument I'm not scared to have the argument but I'll get the other way and get away from it and pull myself away even if it means it will uh, affect my career or Do you things. miss up? Do I miss so solid? No. I miss so solid the fun that we had I do miss it but luckily for me, I've been able to continue as Lisa Mafia, mm-hmm. which is He's a good obviously week.
1: looking back, it's the madness that you miss as well. Even yeah. though it's the dramas, there's a part of you something inside you think, "Fuck me, I miss the madness." <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't drink and I'm not taking drugs anymore. Yeah. But every day I think, oh, <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. fucking just have one day of it. that yeah, madness. Just, <laughs> because what happens is it's a, it's an escape. It's um, not being selfish for a day or not giving a fuck. When you start mm. getting responsibilities, when you start doing well for yourself. Mm-hmm. The responsibilities and the pressure that like, come on you yeah, is unbelievable, and I've never tasted this. This was what we were saying earlier that. You this is all yeah, but it's like your fame, like you're,
0: fam- like you're yeah. famous, James. Yeah. Like what you're going Semish, through, you're it must be scary. It's like only like
1: beginning because I know where I'm going to take. What this you do? Yeah, I know exactly where I'm, I'm going to go. So you're
0: lucky you knew, you know the steps that you're taking. Yeah. I didn't even realize but you were through
1: right into a limelight. I've took baby steps yeah. and baby steps yeah, to yeah, grow yeah, and yeah. grow. So I'm starting to handle it. Yeah. Um, but every time you level up, man, fuck me, man. The the shit that comes with that is I'm only interviewing people.
0: <laughs> Listen, I tell you what, yeah, I've only experienced a few times, but someone trying to abuse me because I am famous. Like I've only had that a very few times. And so, and a lot of the, the people the 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 few times I have been through that, they're people that I fucking know, you know? They know a lot more about me or and they know they how to hurt me. Do you know what I mean? And and that's from inside. That's from the inside. <laughs> you know, I can't imagine if I would have be been horrible to anyone out there, what they might have fucking tried to do on the yeah. success journey that I've been mm-hmm. on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Luckily, I've been nice to
1: people, you know? That's the only thing you can be. But sometimes, yeah. if you've got that boss lady mentality, if you've got that, sometimes, listen, you've been surrounded by alpha males your whole life. So it can be difficult where you think, who are you fucking testing? Do you know what,
0: though? I feel like. Because of how big i was in the 90s one thing i'm so fucking glad that we didn't have was internet it weren't part of our career because do you imagine that how many things we've been up to the success things and the bad things what people might have been saying to us on social media like we didn't we didn't have that like you only saw us in your magazine or on your tv screen do you know what i mean we came on that day where now when you're famous, it's taking one click of the button, they're with you. Yeah, you know? Everybody's really got an ask. opinion. Yeah, yeah. they bastards. And, yeah, it's yeah. quick like that. Mm-hmm. I've experienced it recently. I went through something with someone, a friend that I was helping out. And as soon as she said, one bad for word, it got taken up by the blogs, and the blogs then spiraled it out of control. They had, I think, they had like 180 thousand followers, and within a, within 10 minutes of her saying that, I was getting called a, I was getting called a whore. I was, getting, I was like, not that I gave a fuck, because luckily these people weren't anything to do with me. They don't know anything about me. It was a younger market they blogs, they're all kids. like They're just there keyboard worrying and they didn't know nothing about me or or have, or they weren't even flipping by my records. So I was laughing at it, but I was like, after 24 hours of abuse, it stopped and I was like, for fuck's sake, 20-something years in the industry and I'm only worth 24 hours of Mabusha mm, cans. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? How did you handle that? How did you handle that?
0: I just, I was cracking up. I thought it was hilarious. But I can only, it didn't make me emotional on the other side as well because I just kept thinking, shit, if this was a 23-year-old me when I started out and I was huge and this happened to me, I'd probably have killed myself.
1: Yeah, immediately. immediately and, I'm so
0: and, that's, and that's because it never stopped for 24 hours. And I can laugh because, like I said, I'm grown, I'm tough, I've been through shit worse than flipping keyboard warriors. It doesn't bother me. And the girl that was doing it, I was more heartbroken that she did that to me, to be honest, because I had little, like, little love for she like my little sister. But then on the other side of things, like the abuse I was getting, I was like, nah. If I was 23, I would have topped myself. Because it just didn't stop. And it was all these strangers that have this opinion
1: about you. Yeah, and you feel the energy from it. Look, Caroline Flagg. Yeah, yeah so I it's just it a year past today. Is it? a yeah, year already. A year today, yeah. Past, yeah. Yeah. So it is. It's, social media is playing a massive effect on people's mindsets. I'm actually going to do six weeks without it. Yeah. To, are you? Yeah. yeah just to recharge, cleanse. And, oh, yeah, I'm telling you. I've been three years straight now. So we do all this shit ourselves, it and it's. I always answer people back as well. You can't like, help
0: it, innit? Yeah, just be That's because nice, your man. heart. Your yeah, heart.
1: I'm soft as I'm shit. I'm the same as yeah. well. I'm the same. But then and listen, same. man. I can fucking flip that switch. That people might see just an interview, this and that. But I've got that fucking switch. That.
0: But this is the thing. You have to be careful of that, yeah. James, because we all have that in our heart. Yeah. I'm not having it. Like, you can't get to me and if you think you're gonna get to me i'm gonna end up telling you about yourself so that I, you don't do it to someone else and i at the end i'll say yeah and you'll think fucking twice about <laughs> starting on the girl again <laughs> won't you yeah. do you know what i mean yeah. like i'm more like that but it makes me emotional because as i said for 24 hours i was abused and had i been that 23 year old girl at the very beginning that would have been a whole different when story you look at
1: everybody's competing against each other everybody's got filters even when I'm doing a story sometimes I'll put a filter on and I'm thinking what the fuck filters I love a filter and and I'm all getting a shit yeah, but I need a filter you see the, <laughs> the young girls all competing and looking at you got a school as well and everybody's taught to wear uniforms everybody dresses the same mm. now people who've got older are conditioned to think everybody should be dressing the same so mm. everybody's using the filters most beautiful girls on the planet they've all got filters don't think they're good enough I think one of the Kardashians put a photo up and girls were fucking suicidal over it just looking at her, thinking that Shoot. everybody sees the world differently, but we're conditioned now to. I'm glad. That's what I'm,
0: I'm, I'm really glad I came. I'm really glad I'm old as shit.
1: <laughs> because I have
0: missed that. Like, I, I still know how to hustle on my own without social media. I know how to make my money to get the attention without social media. I know that I'm okay without social media. And a lot of the girls today, I guess they just don't know that. Yeah. And that's sad, man.
1: Your daughter was on 21 seconds at the very she start was, of the yeah, video. Yeah. yeah,
0: my baby girl. yeah. yeah. That's amazing. That's nuts, yeah. isn't it? She still gets a royalty. <laughs> <laughs> Mama got you paid. Yeah. <laughs>
1: To, obviously, it's still popping that song. It's still popular. So you get your royalties, you're still getting across Every from Every six that.
0: months, yeah. Every That's six brilliant. months, that like clockwork.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Ching, <laughs> ting. Yeah, because people are for like, like TV ads and shit, people yeah. using it, singing it.
0: The funny thing is, is that, like I said, I, I was lucky enough to have a solo career. And even after my solo career, I had other records, like Bad Girl at Night uh, Don't Stop the Music. There's lots of different records that I've done after Lisa Matthew's solo career, so solid career and then I've had a, like a third wave of music so and it all pays and that's that sometimes when you hit rock bottom, rock bottom you get that two three grand and you're like oh. hell yeah, yeah.
1: helps it.
0: yeah I Would, mean that, you get one big check like ten grand and then you get one little check three grand and you're like woo! Mm-hmm. <laughs> what can I do with Would this you ever do
1: like a comeback to a 25th anniversary in the next few years
0: I don't know if I would, I don't know.
1: Put yourself through it all again.
0: I don't know, man. I think you would. I don't know. I feel like it, you know, the worst thing is, is that I've cut like a lot of deals for So Solid, like, you know, just...
1: Why are you so loyal to it? Because
0: there's more, there's, there's a few in So Solid that I don't agree with, but... Some of them, they're my childhood
1: friends. I love them, yeah. But I don't think they would mind if you were getting a crust elsewhere. Oh, no, I, just listen,
0: listen. I've actually done that, mm-hmm. I've stepped away and done my own thing. Um, but I still have my loyalty to So Solid because that made me, you know, so solid and all them people and all the whole movement and everyone's talent. That made Lisa Mafia. I'm I wouldn't be Lisa Mafia without that,
1: yeah. You're solid, man. I know you're, you're big, <laughs> um on the cancer front and I know your mum got diagnosed yeah. with cancer and that really affected you. How was that going through all that when you were just a few years ago? So 2010 ago? When, yeah. we, when
0: we, well, that's when my mum first got yeah. cancer and I was doing music and it was a little bit like going down again. I think, you know, we got paid from 10 grand for 10 minutes on the stage to a grand to 10 minutes on the stage, you know what I mean? So you could tell the difference. People still say that's a lot of money, 10 minutes of work. But that was how different things were me um, in 2010 and I opened House of Mafia which was at the time a clothing brand that was um, an umbrella for upcoming um, upcoming clothing brand, streetwear brands being a humanitarian again I wanted to not do anything on my own so I opened up an umbrella, the House of Mafia umbrella, going to bring everyone through and it was going really well, I was dressing people for red carpets and all sorts of things was going on and mum got cancer and um, that was around the same time that So Solid were deciding to do a comeback single and like my heart was all over the place I was desperate to be back in music and and you know hype again House of Matthew was going really well mum then got cancer and I just said fuck it I don't want nothing to do with anything and I just hid away and took my mum to hospital every day and unfortunately my mum is um terminal cancer and she's still going through it now
1: yeah it's difficult mm. but fair place mm. I know you've been spoke out very big it. I think you're on Loose Women what was mm. doing a full monty he's have your tits out and that what was it you were doing was it, was it sorry
0: uh, every time I say i my mum's name I don't know what happens um, so I done uh, the full monty got me tits out for the boys. The tits out <laughs> <laughs> I got my tits out and I TV <laughs> shit then.
1: well there was a few years done it huh? <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, I
0: got great tits alright so I got my tits out for for raising awareness for cancer mm. so yeah that was for mum as well like I've done sorry. I mean every year since my mum's had cancer I've been one to get into charities for that but for that's
1: where you'll get that fighting spirit your mum she's clearly a fighter I lost my dad to leukemia and he was in remission, and then he get a phone call that you've got three months left. Sorry, and man. part of you always thinks that they'll survive, and then when you see them, just keep deteriorating and deteriorating, and you think fuck.
0: Well, my mum, my mum, every time, I, every time it's come back, they've always said like she's got three months, she's got six months, and she's fought it time and time again. It's like um, sorry.
1: That's okay, man. Uh,
0: and she's such a fighter, you know. And if it's like, I think this is the f- uh, f-
1: sorry. That's okay. Take your time. <laughs>
0: Right, so yeah, no, it's the third time. It's the third time it's come back for my mum and Um every time it comes back you just don't know, do you? Yeah,
1: it's difficult, but Mm-mm. again that's where you'll get that fighting spirit and yeah. you just gotta keep kicking on and she's still here and you just always gotta be there that's where you'll probably mm. that's where you get that yeah, it never is. quit, never die mentality.
0: My mum my brought us up, it's just her, you know. Mm-hmm. And um my dad went around and stuff and I watched, I mean, she's weird as well. My mum's weird as hell. (laughs) Because she's she's got issues as well. And I always say, like, sometimes you don't realize how much childhood trauma dictates your life, you know? And as much as you sit there and think, like, you've got this anxiety or this, and you say, oh, it's because of the problems you're having now, usually it's from childhood trauma. And my mum's been through some damn things. And I think to myself, shit, she fought cancer since 2010. Like, that is nuts. Like she's gotta be stronger than what sometimes she seems, you know. Yep. And that's amazing. And that does give me strength.
1: Of course, man. Yeah. Like, sometimes we take life for granted as well. Sometimes we're always wanting more. But like, yeah. sometimes it's good to just slow down and go, wait a minute. Yeah, we've, definitely. We've got our health and we see other people struggling and but like, a life ain't that bad. No. I like him on and I always I'm constantly trying to improve. Like mm. every time I try and level up, I try and get more success. You need to go through more barriers, more pain, yeah. more sacrifices. But sometimes we've already got everything that we need. Yeah, We're you just, just need...
0: got to know. you got to look at it yeah. yourself and go, shit, i got my mum still. Yeah. And that sometimes makes me angry that I feel like I've been living, waiting for her to die sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. That does hurt and it makes me very angry Why? sometimes. I don't know, it makes me just so angry that you go through so many things in life you go through so many things in life and it always treats the nicest ones bad you know so it does make me angry sometimes and some things sorry (laughs) (laughs) sorry it's so tough to wear my mum I've been thinking about the whole time
1: (laughs) but again she would be proud of you for what you've achieved from where you've came from to standing on your own two feet and working two jobs and that's for anybody watching like i know plenty of girls out there who've just had their kid and have just accepted yeah they're just living to die basically guess, yeah, they've, yeah yeah you've they've accepted that life but like, you've not that's a difficult thing it's it's easy to not care it's easy to just give up in life because there becomes no responsibilities mm. but when you're constantly wanting to protect your family and, and be there mm. you still need to make income you still need to yeah. go and push yeah. yourself to these boundaries like even things on a newspaper, the news, that's enough to put anybody back in their shell.
0: Nah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I always always use, always use, feel that you see negative situations to your benefit, man. Like, it's not nice when you're going through it. It sure doesn't feel like you're going to come through it sometimes, but you've got to use that to give you so much more power. Never allow... Because once you, once you have allowed a bad situation to take over and stop you from doing this one... They've won, whoever the person is won, you, how you feel about it is everything is against you. You have to come against it and say, I'm going to use this to make me stronger. Yeah, exactly. Mm.
1: And that's all you can do. Like, we're all struggling in life. We all, we all have loss. We all have pain. Yeah. But it's how we make it affect us. How do we react to it? Do we make it fuel us to kick on again? Because sure as fuck, five years' time, 10 years' time, there's going to be more shit. There's yeah. going to be more shit. Eventually, <laughs> you just think, fuck me again. You just think, like it's always like happened me, to again? me. Yeah, but we kind of think it's only us, but it's everybody battles that.
0: You know what, though? Sometimes what, what you're going through, it's just meant for you.
1: How are you handling life now?
0: Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm actually better than I've, I've felt ever in my life at this point. I feel like this pandemic has changed me dramatically because I've been forced to again to change roles I've been forced again to strip back and say right this is what I'm doing This is what I'm gonna have to do. This is uh, because I I just refuse to quit. You know?
1: Yeah, fuck that. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I just refuse. I refuse. I refuse because I feel like everyone that's done me wrong they've won, and I ain't allowed nobody from my past to win because I never done shit to them for the things they did to me. So I'm about to win out here. (laughs) It's funny though that
1: when you you do win, that uh, as the people, some people closest to you that hate it, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that's what fries me. Like we receive thousands and thousands of messages per week i thrive on the negatives negative. the 100 200 negatives do you get negative re- yeah. reviews yeah oh, yeah, they all, yeah and i just think fuck it because i think why Why is people got so much i being be in their bonnet only fucking interview that's i so
0: fucking bored yeah
1: <coughs> to be honest it's the negative fuckers
0: it's the negative fuckers that will be there mm-hmm. when you're down it's not going to be the ones Thinking, oh, poor yeah. James, poor Lisa. Mm-hmm. It's not them. It's always going to be the ones mm-hmm. that have a negative opinion. And even if they're your mates, they are going to be the ones there going, well, do you know what, mate? James, I didn't think it was going to work. Yeah. Like, fuck you, mate. I'm down. Don't kick yeah. me. Do you That's know what the I mean? funny
1: thing in life. Everybody speaks out about mental health. It's always all look out for mental health. I'm here if you need me. You can mm. slip into my DMs if you want to speak to somebody. But if you're not feeling great if you feel like shit everybody How? will give you support mm. and they will try and help you mm. but as soon as you start succeeding mm. and becoming better than them and bigger than them whatever mm. it is they no fucking you. hate you for it mm. do you know what I mean why not support people when they're and flying it high it doesn't
0: actually mean you're alright when you're flying high yeah Sometimes if not you, you get more need. fucking
1: problems of course you do, do more you know money I mean? more yeah. problems that's yeah. a song mate it's um,
0: <laughs> yeah. big biggie says. do yeah. you know what I mean it's like
1: but what I'm trying to do is juggle it and try to understand like, this is all fucking new to me. Like, I know exactly where I'm going. I know how hard I work and I only interview a few people and I love it. I'm, I believe I'm the best at it. I believe what I do is fucking next level and it's not to blow my own trumpet. I believe that. So why... Yeah, yeah, you, know you I mean? got blow
0: that trumpet, Why James? should I
1: dumb myself down to make other people mm. feel at ease? Why should I bring me down levels to make you feel better? Exactly. It's just because when you start doing well for yourself other. Th- I say it all the time, but you start shining a light near missed opportunities. That why can't I do it? Why can't I achieve? But re- have you got to be relentless? You've got to be consistent mm-hmm. to keep pushing the boundaries consistently, mm-hmm. and to keep leveling up my success. Just you get more boundaries, you get more obstacles coming mm-hmm. your way, and it's, the only person that can fail is yourself. It's how mm-hmm. far you want to go. I don't give a fuck what age you. In your early twenties, thirties, seventies, eighties, you can keep hustling, you, you can keep grinding, you can keep raising the Not bar. Not that I
0: want to be Madonna, I'm skinning out in my leotard at fifty. Mm. Yeah. But still, Madonna, I rate you for doing it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Fair play, I think she's in the fucking sixties now. She's yeah. There you she's go. Over the I'm shit sure that
0: garbage music's gonna go on that long. I'll probably be about ninety, and they'll still be on, I'll be on the stage like
1: twenty-one
0: mm. seconds. <laughs> what
1: about going forward for the future, Lisa? What's what's your plans?
0: So I managed to start business again
1: mm-hmm.
0: um I've, house of Mafia is now not clothing it's interior design and i've been doing it for seven years over the last seven years i've been doing it for friends that are property developers and they've just given me the opportunity to go go and dress this place for us and they give me a few grand here and i just enjoy it it's, that's my creative side that um it has to be fulfilled i have to do something in the creative sort of whether it's music whether it's design whether it's clothing it has to be something creative and House of Mafia is really doing well again. So I, I've just taken on properties for massive dis, um, establishments. So I'll be doing that for whenever, how long this bloody pandemic goes yeah. on for. I've got a shop down in um, a salon, hair salon, here, and beauty salon in Margate. That's closed at the moment, but that'll be open again. So I'll be focusing on business until I can get back on stage. And I think once I go, I mean, I DJ now, so you know, I say now I have been for two years. Um, so I think when I go back out I may go back out as a DJ and musician I'm I'm considering albums and stuff like that but it's so demanding James like once you go in with music like as soon as you put a record out if it's successful that's you you're in you're locked in or I've been locked in for 21 years off of three albums three three different uh, EP and two albums and that took 21 years and it's still Going like, Mm -hmm. do I want to do (laughs) twenty-one years again? Like, literally singing from my grave. Like, I don't know if I want to do that. And it's and you and and I feel like, I feel like there's other things I need to do now.
1: But do it makes you happy? I know you spoke about going back to uni and finishing your nursing degree, Mm -hmm. which is another. Mm trophy you can have up in your wall that you've achieved something else and it's still in the pipeline it's still there i believe you probably will go and finish it the stylist thing you just got you had a court case over your head you got acquitted for yeah how was that that. (laughs) That,
0: again that's a friend that i a friend that i helped it's just a fucking mess but you know what i I learned a lot out of that and i like i said that was the same case i was talking about where i was abused for 24 hours and it just disappeared i was like shit if I was 23 years old I could have killed myself in that 24 hours just off the back of someone saying something on social media for the blogs to then pick it up for it to blow out of control and for everybody to now know this story they don't even know if it's true or not and and even if it was true or not they could have killed someone in that process because 24 hours of abuse was awful. But I found it fucking funny because as I said, the I could see the people, none of my own people were getting at me. They were like, they were calling her names and, you know, calling her things. And I was like, no, nah, you know what? Just leave it. It's like my little sis. It's got out and She's young. Leave her. And it, like I said, in that 24 hours, I could have topped myself. And that has now led me to want to do something about that and social media the way they report the way they people handle things on social media things you put out the messages you put out you've got to be mindful of what you're doing and i'm thinking of starting some sort of campaign or something for online bullying or something like that
1: yeah i think that's a good thing but again people are weak as fuck. that's the people they're the weaklings they're the guys sitting in their phone but it's
0: hard to you know what like like i said i was cracking up being Uh. called every racist name under the sun called all these things. I'm thinking, none of you actually know me. You're not even into garage music. Like, when I looked into a few of them that were calling me, like, a black bitch and you ape and all that lot, I looked into their profiles and they were following, like... <clears throat> no one from the garage scene, no one from the house scene. They were following like all the new kids. They looked about 22, 23 themselves. So, I, you know, it makes you reflect. If it looks like someone that was my age or from my hood, I would have been gutted that they're saying these things about me. But it was because they weren't from my world that I was able to overlook it and being, you know, a bit more clued up. You know, it doesn't really bother me. Sticks and stones or whatever, innit? it doesn't matter. But had I been the same person as the keyboard warrior that was doing that, I would have definitely topped myself.
1: It just fucking shows you though that words do sting sometimes. That we're all kind of vulnerable towards social media. That, but again, it's just men, grown men, yeah. sitting in their phone, yeah. just eating big packets of fucking skittles. Are just weird.
0: Yeah, do you know? Like, I get. I'm not James. I know you don't want to hear yeah. this year, but I get. Th- and it's, and it's, I'm sorry I'm still sending
1: is. them <laughs> James
0: please stop sending me
1: this no yeah.
0: seriously it's like a violation like when you yeah. open that and it's a dick in it you're like really yeah. like really yeah. like are you taking the piss and it hurts my feelings but again uh, it's like nutters there's nutters yeah. out
1: there I get messages from people
0: your you must
1: get tickets. Uh, I get dick pics. I could probably Woo! get more dick pics than pics. <laughs> but I get messages from people to say, Your stuff's amazing. Like, we get thousands of. So it's hard to see everyone. But then they might. So if I'm in my request or something, I can only see the messages for that time. Yeah. I'm else, That's so right. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll just it miss down. it. Yeah. 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 But then you'll get, Your stuff's amazing to then, You fucking scumbag. I'm going to kill you. And you're thinking, What? what? Yeah. People but are fucking But you know what? Weird. They're
0: not even. They don't even know you are. Yeah. read anything. Mm-hmm. They're just keyboarders. That's what people are got to remember out yeah, right there. They're fucking pussies, They're man. people that yeah. are either not mentally well mm-hmm. or they're just challenged. They want attention. Yeah. They want to talk. They don't know how to talk because I get. I bet you if you sat there and took time out and said, look, why are you saying these things, mate? Like, what's the matter? Like, let, do you want a job or something? Like, what's going like, on? You'll probably get through to them and start crying or
1: something. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because
0: they're nutters. People like, are
1: weird. That, they're weirdos. Because people see you doing well, they think you're... You're free they from They want to get you. Yeah, they want to try and break you down. So we'll say the weakest and sickest shit. But oh, it's like,
0: you know what? Sometimes it's someone that's a bit closer to you. Yeah. You wanna I wouldn't be surprised if it's someone you actually know and they mm. want to get at you so they go and make a fake yeah. profile.
1: You do get used to it though. You but do But I became so immune to it and strong to it. Every abuse I just get used keep to. I just keep kicking on. Yeah. And I think see when I every time I level up, I think about the haters. <laughs> yeah. I think fucking Yeah, go yes. on. But <laughs> then you were like, yeah.
0: please look, what are they gonna say to me this time? They didn't yeah. fucking say it. You'd yeah. be like, oh, that might have been a mm-hmm. shit one. i might going yeah. to gonna have to do another one. Yeah. <laughs> you were on
1: the Jonathan Ross show. I watched that interview, yeah. but he seemed as if he was picking you out a bit with So Solid Crew. It wasn't...
0: No, nah, do you know what? With Jonathan Ross, yeah, I was mentally prepared to get him because he was renowned for getting people on his show taking the piss out of them so and I was young fiery so suddenly we're going through a bag of shit and I had just got my solo career and as I said I was on that circuit so I had done Buzz Cox I'd done Jonathan Ross I'd done This Morning I was on every show you could think possible so I kept thinking as soon as I got to Jonathan Ross I was like don't have it whatever he says come at him whatever so I was uptight so when he was trying to talk to me I was like being ignorant (laughs) (laughs) so I think he must have felt so uncomfortable I regret it because I wanted to say Jonathan Ross I really love you Mm -hmm. but instead I was like
1: you're taking the piss out of his shoes yeah I was taking the piss out of his (laughs) shoes
0: and I was like like, giving him short answers because I didn't want to get into it too much in case he started on me and there was a lot of stigma around so solid so I had that pressure I was taking on 30 odd boys troubles on that stage with massive on a massive platform like jonathan ross do you know what i mean like and i'm an overthinker. for this interview i've been thinking about it for about a month like what am i gonna <laughs> say mm, what if he asked this and it's like oh, I, I phrase it <laughs> in so many different ways to mentally prepare myself because mm. i i'm a person that i i'd like to know you know so, with Jonathan Russell, I think I'm making him a little bit uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Bless him. But that's a mega show as well. That the yeah. views that they get, even back then, you're talking 10, 15 million views. That's yeah, just going yeah. to enhance your career. Yeah. So, going through all that, then, a life, a bit of a roller coaster, you're still kicking on, yeah. which is good to see. Still happy. <laughs> Listen, we're always going to battle. We're always going to do yeah. it. Do you think you could go down the solo route again? Do it all again. Yeah, not so solid, crew, (laughs) but a solo because we're not trying to release something. I know you're writing films as well, is that correct?
0: Yeah, so I've been working with, I've been really fortunate, James. Mm -hmm. I've been really fortunate to meet some incredible people. I've had a good assistant from so young Sam, he's got my back that way. He's a good guy, yeah, he's a good guy, and he would do all of the back work. Sam is just my backbone, you know, in all my projects. And I've been fortunate to just meet people. And, I've, and I'm not one to go, no, I can't do that. If somebody says, can you film a film? Yes. Can you write a script? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I've been, you know, forced into being a musician. I, it was them lots dream to be musicians. It was my lucky star to be a musician. And I had to self-teach myself to be a musician. I didn't get to have that whole talent thing and it came from young. It was there, but I just didn't exhaust it. I didn't know how. So for teaching myself that, and I became someone, I think I can teach myself into anything.
1: Of course, you've got to believe it. You've got that self belief, so I wouldn't say it was your lucky stars. Remember, you've took the chances (laughs) to do that you've put yourself on the front line to do that yeah. you have always took the risk yeah. and that's where you'll get the present and the reward is when you jump through the, <laughs> sometimes take the, the risk sometimes the hindrance though. of course that is. but <laughs> you, like, the, 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 the glory in that is always at the other side of fear mm. like, you've always took chances you've always took risks and mm. well granted we was second half of our life the both of us and it's I'm just taking more risks, Mm. but it's fucking.
0: I think now I can confidently, confidently know what I can and can't do. Like nowadays, I won't just say yes. Like I used to say yes because I felt bad to say no, but now I more think about if it's going to benefit me. So that's why some people just hate me now because now I would just won't say yes. Like I'm not going to just go with it. (laughs) For
1: anybody watching that's maybe been getting trolled, uh, what advice would you give for them?
0: In my career, in what I've done, don't do it. (laughs) i I just think like, make sure that your team, like your circle's right. Because sometimes you think your circle's right and they're not like your nearest and dearest sometimes don't want you to succeed. So it's it's best that you choose the right team and keep it very small and know who you're dealing with and try and do as much on your own. Like, just have confidence, like, learn to have confidence in yourself, because doing it better, sometimes it's better on your own.
1: Yeah. Do you think it'd be easier to make it with your song, 21 Seconds, getting released now than it would be 20 years ago with social media?
0: Ah, 21 Seconds is a legend. I think that could make it any year. Timeless? Yeah, timeless. Definitely. I mean, it's still playing. We still get a royalty from that shit. How do you feel
1: (laughs) with, like, no fans and stuff? Are you you missing it? Because I know you can still tour, you and Romeo.
0: So, what, since the pandemic? Yeah. Oh, mate. I think, like, social... I didn't realise how much my life is about socialising. Um, as much as I'm a shy person, as much as I grew up, like, like that, I've learned to love it, and it helps me be a more confident person by being thrown into it and being on the stage with a bunch of strangers, drunk bunch of strangers, that can say heckle you or anything, and you please them, you see them jumping and laughing, and they want to kiss you and take a picture. That shit is... That shit would make you thrive. That shit will make you strong, mm. and I miss that. I miss being on the stage, in, and, and it's the gig I got. It's the work I got, it's the work I've hustled. I love that. I love that in any business, but in doing it when you're in, on the stage when there's so many other artists in your category, in your lane, in your genre, all the garage girls and I've been chosen to go on that stage a thousand times. I love that. That that makes you
1: thrive. What was it like playing at festivals with So Solid Crew?
0: I didn't get to really do Did it. with So I Solid. Do it in that yeah, shit. I didn't get to really do it. With so I'm more recently booked So Solid to do festivals nowadays. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but a lot of them. I, uh, you know, I, I am the agent for is So Solid as well. Is it
1: it the well. the first time he's done a tour? Sorry? It was 2010 the first time you done a tour? The company? Was it 10
0: or 13? Was it 10? I don't know. I can't remember. I don't remember it if it's be. 2010 or 2013. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was the very first tour we <laughs> had ever done. No, no, I'm lying. We did a tour with Christine Aguilera all over Europe. We'd done a tour with John Lashanti, but that was Romeo's tour. And then we'd done the fight. i done the. See, this is the difference. I done it. Like I got to do all three tours. I've done the Oxide and Trino tour, Five Night Stand. I think it was called with MTV. I'd done the Jar and Ashanti tour with Romeo on his solo career. Cause I was on some of his records. And then the So Solid tour, we had done the whole of Europe with Christina Aguilera. Hey, was she? That was fucking sick. What was that? Yeah, that was sick. That She's was so good. We, did, we, like, we got to meet her, I got to meet her a couple of times on tour, but it was very brief. Like they were huge. I mean, we paid for that. Like when you're on tour, as a support act, you pay a contribution to that tour to be part of it. They pick you, but we have to pay our contribution to be on that tour. So it was sick. Like we got—that's where we got most of like a European exposure from. What
1: other kind of people did you meet? We ever starstruck? Oh
0: my God! Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown at the Versace Hotel mm. in Miami on on a, what's that something Drive? What's it called? Sa- Rodeo. Rodeo? No, Rodeo. no, no, no. South Beach something something. I can't remember the South. South each somewhere I don't know in, in Miami, the Main Strip. That was amazing. Trying to peep through old Nokia camera phone, peeping through the take pictures. She caught me. She said, "Hey, come over." I was like, oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> "That was amazing." Uh, Diana Ross at the Mobos, amazing. Um, Duran Duran, I done a massive shooting Dura- uh, with Duran Duran in for Vogue, British Vogue, with Mara Testino, a top 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 photographer. That was pretty amazing because I grew up on Duran Duran because of my, I had my white side and my black side. I listened to Bob Marley on one side and mm. Marvin Gaye, and then I was listening to <laughs> Duran Duran and Pet Shop Boys on the yeah. other <laughs> side.
1: But you speak about your creed as well. You've got a big grin in your face, so you yeah. can see how much you actually love it.
0: Yeah, I, I've learned to, I, I things like this. Honestly, this interview has re me with my career memories, and when you bring them up, it does make me smile because. There are so many horrible things that happened during my career, but so many amazing things that I could, I, one thing you can't ever take away from me is my memories of what I saw through my eyes, you know? And, um, and that just makes me happy.
1: Yeah, that's the best thing. All the like, <laughs> external shit doesn't mean fuck all no. that. We crave the money because we want, we think, the attention. Yeah. But when you break that down, when you actually start getting it, you start yeah. realizing that doesn't fulfill yeah. me. It's, <laughs> it's the memories that last. Yeah. It's the memories when you're like you sitting there and mentioning that, you realize, oh, you'll get a realisation that, fuck me, I've actually had a great life, yeah. even though you've been through misery and torment, but yeah. so is everybody else, yeah. and they haven't experienced yeah. the good stuff that you've experienced. People yeah. just go through torment and misery and don't I have like, any good. And don't have the good yeah. to go with
0: it. Like I'd Sometimes now I've started to sit back and try to remember that shit when I'm down, because that will pull you through, because as I'm smiling now, and it brings me joy, and the memories start coming back, and you're like, oh yeah, that was so sick. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you need to do when you're down and, that, and, that, and that's what I try, I'm trying to do now in life in general because yeah. it keeps you going.
1: That's the only thing it can yeah. do is keep you going. You've just got to yeah. keep kicking on. Yeah. What do you think now looking back at your career and what you've done in the music industry? I think,
0: wow, Leesh, you did that. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa. <laughs> Coming from Brixton. Yeah. From Brixton, Loughborough Junction.
1: Yeah.
0: From having nothing. And having nothing again for so many times, you know, through my career, it's not, never promised the music industry, it goes up, down, it's like a roller coaster. it's right up, right down, right up, you know, I went from being signed for a quarter of a million to having a thousand pound in my bank, like on one show every weekend, to having another 70 grand, to having Did you waste a lot of money, Lisa? oh yeah the first time around (laughs) i have four cars on my drive (laughs) but i did have a property and lucky that's one thing that even though i didn't have anyone around me that had a stable job that had been to university and secured a career that put money into trust funds for their children for when they're 18 and they want their first car i didn't have anyone i did that myself Mm -hmm. um and I bought my first house with my first deal money and I bought my second house and my third house and I, luckily I had all of those things to back me up when shit hit the van and yeah. I had nothing because as much as I had a £1,000 in my bank account, I had property to fall back on. And that's what's helped me today is that I still got that money to fall back on and I still got properties to fall back on, luckily. Because had I not had that, the amount of times I've hit the fan, I've probably hit the bottle. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> would hit the bottle. Mm. I probably would've took drugs as well. Just yeah. mash up on drugs because when you go down, you go down, you feel like nothing and no one, and no one cares about you. You, you remember everyone that's been horrible to you. You remember all the things you ain't got anymore. And, and that shit can tear you apart oh, being yeah, famous man. as well.
1: Yeah, you, Cause you want to escape, don't you? Yeah. yeah. And as
0: well, you, when you go down in a normal world, if you run out of money, just go and get a better job. Don't you? Right. But when you've been famous, you feel like you can't do normal because yeah. working in a normal shop for your ego, is worse than actually having no money. That's what you tell yourself, right? And I, when I went down the first time, I was like, shit, <laughs> I might as well go and stack some shelves in Tesco's." Mm-hmm. But there's something that's just what you'd rather suffer without money than say, let me go and get a regular job. Because your fame is still there, and the money runs out, but the fame stays there for it stayed there the whole time, and people will recognise you. See so it like, after I'm not going
1: to work. I'd rather sit
0: here eating beans on toast. Yeah, because <laughs> 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 your ego won't allow you, and yeah. yet your pocket is saying,
1: "Hell." It's fucked up how yeah, attention me. and outside noise can affect you mentally. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Lisa. It's been phenomenal having you Thank on today. You. Would you like to finish up on anything?
0: Uh, just whoever's out there that needs to hear it, just keep going because it never, nothing bad ever lasts. Yeah. Ever.
1: It's a absolute warrior. Can't Thank wait you. to see what you do for the rest Thank you of the so future. Much. And thanks for coming on today. Thank you. God bless. <laughs> you can also watch my podcast on my YouTube channel. The link is in the bio if you'd like to subscribe. You can follow me on my social media platforms to see who my next guest is. Follow me on Facebook at James English11. Twitter, James English Zero. Instagram, James English Two. You can also download these podcasts on iTunes or Spotify.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.